Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure. With their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheelers, teardrops, and toy haulers, they have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. There he is. Only uh, only one slip up on that. Feel pretty good about it because I know what to do. I also like I forgot to open it in the window that I read stuff from. And so I just went off memory for about the first two sentences and I'm pretty fucking proud of myself. So there's that, right? You say something twice a week, it sticks. And then you listen to it twice a week and the whole thing is there. Welcome in. <laughs> Happy Monday morning. Hopefully you guys enjoyed your playoff NFL weekend. I know Mello did. I know Paige did. Their teams both won. Uh, as a neutral observer, I'm just here to drink beer and have fun. Let's get into first some of the talk about uh, how you can help us make some money, which in turn makes this a better podcast that you can enjoy more often. Let's start by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code twoguys20 to save 20% off any of your orders. If you listen to the show twice a week, and you should be, you know that we absolutely love this product. I actually wore my Manscaped t-shirt the other day. It is as comfortable as your balls will be when you use the Lawnmower 3.0. It's just a win, win, win. And also, I've actually had some ladies ask me if it's okay for them to use the Lawnmower for their ladyscaping. It is. Do what you need to do. I'm not here to judge you. Feel good about yourself. Two guys, 20 is the promo code. Yeah, just use that promo code and whoever wants right? to. Yeah, I get a lot you of questions. Dog, I don't know. I get a lot of questions about this sponsor. People are like, oh, that's so cool. What what are products? What, what does this mean? What is this? I'm like, I don't know. You have to ask Matt Mello, but every person that I've talked to that has used anything that they've either purchased through us or used before has all been rave reviews. So. And I will say this. I don't want to get ahead of announcing all the different things we're doing, but I have a kit that Manscaped sent us that I'm going to take to Mobile, and I'll be giving it away one of our nights at Draft Picks Tap Room. So I've got all kinds of stuff to give away at those meetups. Like, just random assortments like, of swag that people have sent me. Oprah's day that she has? Her favorite things month. Yeah. Maybe Oprah's favorite, favorite things. things. Yo, for real. For I real, mean, it's... It well. makes There's going to be Boulevard Beer. It's going to be Manscaped, <laughs> right? No, what? Jacklings, what are you doing? Is that the one I like? I don't remember. I was going to say, are you going to bring the keys, keys to the Tahoe to this giveaway? Did you, I traded it in, actually. So <gasps> no, more no more Tahoe, right? Wow. It's like met the girl that made me give up the Tahoe, right? Weird. <laughs> Crazy. That's We're all reading way too much into that right yeah. now, too. Way too much. I just wanted a truck. It was that simple. Okay. It was that simple. Uh, we will be in Mobile, Alabama, though. And before we eventually, we'll tell you a little bit more about the things we'll be doing for this podcast. But also, uh, Mello and I host a daily radio show in Joplin, Missouri called Miked Up. It's every day from 2 to 4 Central. Uh, big country. You hear us talk a lot about on this podcast. We'll be uh, co-hosting with us as he does every day. And the beautiful, lovely, talented Paige Kuhn will be joining us from Mobile. I don't know how much radio you're going to be doing, but you're going to be doing some. So if people want to hear more, the cool thing is from two to four central every day, there's actually a practice going on. So we're basically just going to, for two hours, talk about what we're seeing in front of us on the practice field, as well as have a ton of cool guests stop by. So I don't even, we're not making a plan. We're just going to sit there for two hours and talk about what we're seeing on the practice field. So if you're trying to find places for more senior bowl coverage, that is going to be a very good spot every day. 
It's mikedup1013.com. If you want to stream it, it's free to do that. And I think it's a good time. I do too. I mean, I make the rundown for that show. So of course I like it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of biased, but it's good. Uh, Paige, how much, how much radio can you do without cursing? That's the big I question. can do all of it. I I mm. honestly can. I've been sort of, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but slowly but surely getting less and less each week. Um, my mom did tell me, uh, she did mention to me that I think last week that I let a few fly and she was like, hey, by the way, let's keep working on that. Um, <laughs> I yeah, said F word within 45 seconds tonight. I have to work on that. I just, we come in on Sunday night. I've been watching football all day. I'm in a pretty good mood. And I just fall into talking like I do to normal people. I mean, that's my fault too. But as soon as you guys let one fly, I'm like, oh, I can do it now. Cat's out of the bag. Now it's time for me to roll. I, and I think we all know I'm pretty good at saying that word. I'm really going to work on it starting right now. Right now, I'm going to work on it. Right now. Okay. We'll I'm making a new New Year's resolution right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it. Uh, we also asked you guys to help us with some hashtags and What's funny is a really good one came out after we picked one because somebody hit us with the not my hashtag. And I kind of liked that a lot. But we have settled on some hashtags that allow you guys to get involved with the show, especially as draft season is upon us. And as someone's contract with his former company is officially coming to an end and his draft content can really start uh, kicking and burning again, these hashtags are going to be very important. So the first one is... Dun, 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 dun. I should have drum rolled it. It's hashtag paging two guys, but it's page like our page. So it's P A I G I N G two T W O guys, G Y S. So paging two guys, that's how um, you can send in your sports questions, I guess is what we're calling it. Yeah, we can call it draft questions because that's mostly what people know you guys for. But I think we're going to talk, I mean, as draft season comes and goes, we are going to talk a bunch of other sports. So um, that is where you can send in questions that are all like sports related or NFL related, MOB, all that stuff. Um, cause we'll want to talk about it. And we, um, do have the other hashtag, just the tip. And that is obviously going to be our fun questions and random questions that you just want to hear our opinions on. Yeah. Anything I like to say, it's like anything you need advice on you want to hear us talk about it. Hashtag just the tip. If it's a question, usually sports related, Slide it in there using our brand new fancy hashtag paging two guys. And I've already used it. We've tweeted it from our, our pod account. So you can find it if you're, you know, maybe didn't catch the spelling of it or you mess it up. There it is right there on twitter.com. Yeah. And I am excited. I, we've told everybody really when this podcast started that we're going to ease into football and draft season because uh, Paige is still employed at Bleacher Report and is very, very good at her job. <laughs> uh, I am still technically under contract there for a little bit longer. And I love that company. We're not trying to do anything to piss them off on the way out the door, right? Have a ton of respect for all the people there. And so our draft content will begin to kick up starting really this week as we're going to preview the Senior Bowl a little bit. Um, it's been a slow process. We appreciate you all hanging out with us as we get to this point, but now we can ramp up. And so the the hashtags are going to be really important for you guys to get involved. And you can always leave questions in your Apple podcast review. You can always tweet us questions, whatever uh, it is that you need to do to get those questions in front of us. You know, we love answering them. We're going to do some of that tonight, but let's talk about playoff football. Bill's mafia is rocking and rolling page an honorary bills fan for this yes. postseason. I know you're happy. You're excited. Uh, there's been some talk about you either being thrown through a table. I volunteer or jumping through a table. Either, May, way. either, way. either way. And you have decided 
what the payoff is for you to get thrown through a table. Yeah, I thought I'm going to keep saying thrown. I'm just going to say it. Really want- I picture me standing on top of a bus and just releasing you. Right. Is that on top of a bus? Like a, a Someone was like, make sure the table's lit on fire. No, but I we actually own a bus. We do. So, okay, let's not get ahead a of tailgate bus. First things first, what needs to happen is two guys, a girl pod needs to get 5,000 um, subscribers across all platforms. So the best way to get me to jump through a table, I guess, is or to be thrown through a table is to subscribe on all platforms. Um, that way you get multiple votes in there in terms of getting us up to the number we want. And then obviously the bills do need to win the Super Bowl for that to happen. Um, yeah, I, I'm going all in on this. I even looked up how to get a chicken wing hat because those were pretty great. No, those and were great. They're sold out though. I'm so upset. Oh, of course so, they are. So if anyone can get one for me, please, please, please send me a message. Cause that's like the one DM I will check is like, if you have a chicken wing hat for me everybody's just going to start sending you dms now and like it's not a subject line but the first line is going to be like chicken wing hat enter enter <laughs> then some bullshit that they have to talk to you about right that's exactly what it's going to be our guy cruz is going to be in those dms like hey you got your chicken wing hat but you've got a date with me to get it yeah which guys not a bad move not a bad move at all right great i'm glad you guys two chicken wings. Idea. one's a hat right yeah <laughs> one's mine one's yours I want to dip it. Never mind. Okay. Right. Nope. Never mind. Nope. Just nope. And all the things that I'm thinking right now aren't good. I do want to talk about Josh Allen though, because Josh Allen uh, coming out of Wyoming, and I love the guys at Pardon My Take, uh, but I do blame them for this. They really started the oh tall white quarterback thing, and a lot of people didn't give Josh Allen any credit. Whether it was people making fun of the fact that they didn't think he was an uh, a talented quarterback, whether it was people within the uh, draft media industry where they just wanted to kind of, you know, like take a dump on a guy whose stats weren't very good. Josh Allen is one of the most criticized first round quarterbacks that I can remember in the 10 plus years that I've been doing this. Not very many people gave this guy any credit. And I'm not just saying this because I'm one of the people that liked him. Not very many people liked him at all. And he spoke about that yesterday after they won the game. They got them to the AFC Championship game where they'll face the Kansas City Chiefs. But they asked Josh, what about the people who've doubted you? And he's like, they can't say anything I haven't said to myself. Like I'm good with it. It drives me. It motivates me. One of the nicest human beings. And Mello, you know this because of you know my interactions with him and, and being at the Senior Bowl when he was there. One of the nicest human beings. And I'm so happy for him that he's had this gratification I actually think he's the second best quarterback in the AFC right now. I mean, he's to that point where were it not for Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and he might still get some MVP votes the way he's been playing. But like, can we just be happy for Josh Allen in an industry where we all live to shit on people when they fail and we all want to point out misses and we all want to jump on and dunk on people who don't do well. Like Josh Allen deserves so much credit for improving his game, taking to the coaching and turning himself into an MVP caliber quarterback. I definitely think he is. And I'm rooting for him too. And I was kind of one of those guys that was low on him. I think I had him like quarterback four in that class probably. I don't know. I don't have any like written rankings down, but I didn't love him. I didn't think he was going to go top 10 uh, either, but we don't have to bring that up right now. But I'm happy for the guy. And I think it does set up for a very exciting AFC championship game. I've been saying it this whole time. Like even as a Chiefs fan, it's not that like, oh, man, I don't want to have to face Buffalo. Like, I want to have to beat the best teams that are out there. And I think whoever wins the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm that confident with it. And if the Bills win, 
that's who I'll be rooting for as well. I love that team. I love the way they're assembled. Like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, that relationship uh, feels very genuine. I don't know if they're just trying to force it upon us, but it's working. I, I tweeted it out Saturday night. Like It just feels like Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell all over again. Oh, I, I love those two guys. I did not over. see that tweet, but that's such a sick riff. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You might be like one of the only people who would have read it and been like, I know exactly who he's talking about. And you me. really think people don't know who those two are? I had somebody ask. I, I'm not sure. I just need is. Josh Allen to not be revving his car up after the win last night. That's yeah, why I wanted okay, to tweet. Let's not go that. jinx it. Why'd you have to right? make it so dark? Like That was such a horrible... That's no. where that relationship goes. And then I cry. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, when I, he walks into the hospital and they're like, I can't. Oh, oh my God. I can't. Like, can't you tell that's my brother? Oh, man. Oh, I have chills right now. I can't do it. I will ball. That... I'm not... A, I don't cry. That movie got me. That's the one. I literally that and when Alvin Mack gets hurt. Like I I've seen the program probably 200 times. I am so glad you can skip. Because when he starts crying in the hospital, like my real play again, player in the hospital. Oh yeah, my god. Down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. don't even watch Brian's song. That shit'll mess with you for 10 years. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't do it. If not, a football player cries, I'm done. I'm done. That's not like, to- my son being hurt or my daughter crying, like she could get her heart broke, whatever. Nope. A fake football player crying in the hospital. <laughs> I'm in tears. It's terrible. That's good to know. Not to get too far off topic, but I've never identified more with a movie character than I did Cheryl Yost um, when I saw that movie because I was around her age when I when that movie came out. And I was like, whoa, that's me. That's pretty cool. Like there's a girl that loves football as much as I do. I see the personality. Yeah. And she does. Yeah. Very fiery. Uh, So speaking of the bills, uh, congratulations to them. And we want to give Josh Allen a lot of credit. We also want to give bills mafia a lot of credit. Lamar Jackson was knocked out of this game with a concussion. And this has become something that bills fans just do when an opposing player gets hurt. They start donating to that player's charity. They did it last night to one of Lamar Jackson's charities. And this is like the coolest thing. We get asked a lot, like, what's the best fan base in footballer? And I'm always, you know what? Like Chiefs fans have been so welcoming to me, knowing I'm not a Chiefs fan. Like, that's a great fan base. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Bill's Mafia is the best. I I don't dispute that. I don't know if that's what you guys are waiting for, but the Chiefs fans can be so bad sometimes. Like, and I've only been doing this thing for like three years. And I, I even feel like there was pushback from Chiefs Kingdom on me joining the bandwagon. So like, yeah, they can be rough. But for the Bills Mafia, for them to go absolutely berserk during tailgates, but then also showing that sportsmanship after the game to be like, hey, we recognize this is just a game. Like, prayers up to Lamar Jackson. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're safe. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of respect goes out to them. Yeah, you guys know I'm a sucker for any sort of like do good Hashtag thing. The Hashtag the feels. And um, I saw that this morning and I was like, oh, see, this is why I bandwagon. It just fits. It just feels right. You know, when you bandwagon, sometimes you're like, eh, this just feels right. It feels like a match made in heaven, to be honest with you. Sometimes you bandwagon and then you stay around for a couple of years. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm still a 49ers fan, but. Mm-hmm. My, that's what my girlfriend asked me tonight. She's like, is Paige a 49ers fan? Because I was talking about the Bill stuff. Yeah. I was like, she is. She is. She has been than I am. She is one. Right. Yeah. She, she's a delusional she 49ers fan. Yeah. Right. Aren't they all? Tell you yeah. you know what? You know what? Lately, it seems that. like they are. You know what, though? That's a fan base that has treated me well, though. Like, Which I interact they with They treat a lot me of terribly. <laughs> they do. They hate me. And I'm a Niners fan. 
It's because you don't, because I think people have a hard time. This is like also working in sports and being a sports fan. Like there's a huge difference. Like you have to tell the truth about how you genuinely feel. You're not trying to please a fan base and tell them what they want to hear. I've always been the type of fan, whether it's Texas or the Royals or 49ers, I am, I'm still objective. I can still say like that. I don't, uh, I don't agree with this move or I don't think this player is good. I'm not one of those people that, Oh, this is my team. Everything's good. Nope. Sorry. I can see through that stuff. And uh, also when it's your job, you have to, so it bleeds over Mm -hmm. Uh, bills mafia though. They have to be excited because they are headed to arrowhead to take on the Kansas city chiefs in the AFC championship game. That will be next Sunday night. The chiefs have made three straight AFC championship games. They will have hosted three straight AFC championship games. If you're doing the math at home, that means that Patrick Mahomes has never started a season and not hosted the AFC championship game. He's pretty damn good. Now, there was a scary moment during the game. Mahomes uh, got knocked out with a concussion and knocked out might be appropriate. Everybody knows we love Patrick and we're rooting for him. Uh, my man was wobbly. He needed a standing. That he needed a standing so ten count. That's like mellow walking out of club 609 on a Thursday <laughs> night wobbly. You know, it's like, ooh, I got up too fast. In all seriousness, we hope Pat is well. All yes. our well wishes are with him. I thought it was really nice that Mac Wilson, the player who was involved in the tackle, tweeted, hope you're OK, man. Um, Chad Henney, you will never pay for a Boulevard beer in Kansas City again, buddy. They're all free barbecue. The burn ends. The beers are free. They are free for life. Wear your Chad Henney jersey around. <laughs> you will never have to pay for anything. <laughs> Although he's kind of a unique looking dude. He's got the big cleft chin. He's tatted up like I would say that other than me, Chad Haney is the guy that is most surprisingly very tatted up. Is he? I, I guess I didn't know that. About I didn't him. know he was either. Coming out of his jersey. Oh, yeah. I, so, I have no idea. Right? We need more quarterbacks with tattoos. I White agree. quarterbacks with tattoos. Yes. I feel like Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Could be that guy, right? Like, <laughs> I feel like he could be that guy. He needs a buffalo tattoo. He needs the chicken wing tattoo with the silver. Oh, my God. Yes, he, he does. He seems like the kind of guy that's like, my mom won't let me. It's like, Josh, you're 25, bud. Yeah. You can get one. He still Josh drinks Allen. milk with every meal. Guaranteed. And I say that. Yeah. Let me scoot over a little bit before I make that joke. I am very excited for this game, though. As you guys know, I mean, the Chiefs kingdom has kind of adopted me. We tailgate up there a lot. I mean, everyone I know is a Chiefs fan around here, basically. All my closest friends, except for save a few who are like Raiders fans and stuff. There's a lot of Chiefs fans that I spend a lot of time with, including my children. And so that fan base has really done a good job. They are both Chiefs fans. Yeah. So that fan base has brought me in. I don't have a rooting interest in this game as of now. That will change at kickoff, and I don't know who it will be. Melo obviously rooting for the Chiefs. Paige rooting for the Bills. The great news is, guys, we will be together in Memphis, Tennessee, on our way to Mobile for the Senior Bowl. We'll be together for this game. I was just about to say, what time is this game? Because we're going to all be united tomorrow next week this time. Um, What time is that game at? I think it's the night game. Yeah, it is the night game. So who knows? Because the NFL schedule is weird. It's like 6.30 or 7.30 probably. But we will be together. I'll sit between you two. Make sure you don't fight. Catch one of those, Paige. (laughs) I think Mel's a little scared of me, to be honest with you, so. A little, yeah. <laughs> a lot. I think I think so. Um, but let's talk for a second about the Chiefs. I was very surprised in this game how well they came out on defense. And a lot of people say, "Oh, it's the Browns." Like the Browns' offense is set up to beat a team like this. And I've been I've been critical of Tyron Matthew uh, during the regular season. I did not think he was playing his best football. My God, did he turn it on in the postseason? Like that that captain number for him 
it showed up. And really, he ended the year strong. I want to give him credit for that. But the defense sees Mahomes go down. They step up. I think Chad Haney steps up, dives, does the whole thing. Um, that this Even without Mahomes, they played one off of the second half. I'm going to go ahead and predict it now. Mahomes will be back next week. I know a lot of people are on Twitter like, oh, there's no way he can get out of the protocol. I feel pretty good about the fact he's going to be out there next Sunday night. He made a nice jog to the locker room. And he was and, tweeting. Right. And he was tweeting and his fiance was tweeting as well as like, Patrick's okay. I don't think that she would be a person to jump on Twitter and like lie about it. No. I don't know. I Maybe. Yeah. I'm, when he I'm, hurt his I'm gonna like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because when this happened, I was actually watching the game with my stepdad and he's like, oh, he looks fine. He'll probably come back in. And I was like, no, like, no, he's not. No, he didn't and look I think, fine. <laughs> I think there's a, there's the, there's the, the image part of it that we're like, okay, we don't want him to come back because we just don't want that to happen. Obviously they would have liked to have had to have him at the end of that game just because it was close. Um, but I, I hope he is back and I hope he is fully healthy, but I do think they'll do everything in their power to make sure he is, even if it's probably not those amazing thing for him to be back. You know what I mean? They sure is throwing it out there. Fucking speed option play that they were doing. Are you done? Are you out on that forever? Yeah. Why would you do that anyway? Like he's, he's an athlete. Patrick Mahomes is he's great at basketball golf. I think he played a little bit of baseball. I'll have to check. I think that was his dad. Um, and also football, right? So, like, he's very good at multiple sports. He doesn't need to be carrying the football. That's not what he does best. It is, you're not getting great plays out of that. I get it. Like, you're probably using it to maybe even set some stuff up. Like, if he's out there in the fourth quarter, you probably see, like, an Andy Reid trick play. It's like, oh, holy shit, that wasn't a speed option. Now, McCole Hartman's throwing the football. But, like, I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. I think it needs to be out of the playbook. I'm glad he's okay. But let's maybe not do that anymore. This isn't on the run now, but now that you say it, I'm kind of thinking about it. I don't want to speculate too much about why the enemy doesn't have a job. But do you also think part of it is people are afraid that because he's with Andy Reid, that it's more Andy Reid than him and they don't trust that it's fully him? That's something that we've actually talked about almost every day on our radio show because it is oh. you know, somewhat local. And so we, we talk about it all the time. Um, yes, that is part of it, Paige. And okay. It's okay to speculate about it. That's our jobs. And I've actually done a decent amount of reporting on why he hasn't uh, been offered a job yet um, or really interviewed for many. And I do think that is one of the major concerns is that Andy Reid does call the plays and that that team is so insanely loaded with playmakers that that would be so hard to duplicate. So even if you can do it with Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, all those weapons, could you do that with Deshaun Watson and nothing? Could you do it with Tua and nothing or, you know, like whatever, like Mm -hmm. wherever the openings are. I think that's a major concern. Uh, Not one of mine. I'm just saying what the concerns are out there uh, around the league. That is, there are differences there. Messenger versus opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, but you're definitely on the money there as to why he's not getting the love that a lot of people think he deserves. So, okay. Moving on. Uh, Two of the best kickers in the NFL both now suck. Uh, not, not really, but wind is a major issue for Justin Tucker. He missed two field goals in a game for the first time ever. And Harrison Butker, like, I don't know if they need to start taking a penalty, like a delay a game on his field goal attempts or something, because he cannot make a 33 yard field goal, which coincidentally is the distance for an extra point. Like he can't do it. My man is yipped. He's yipped from the 30, from 33. Maybe just start lying to him and be like, oh, good luck with this 35 yarder out there. Definitely. It's not 33. Looks it, but it's 35. 
trust me, I don't know what to do with this guy. I sort of feel like this is our fault. And because we have, this was probably like, this is probably like two months ago, three months ago. It was a while ago in our group text. We had a discussion about who was the best kicker in the NFL. And these are the riveting conversations. We have. <laughs> yeah, this is what we talk about. We talk about kickers, you guys. Sign uh, up for that group text. And those were the two that we were arguing about. And I feel like really bad because I feel like we might have jinxed them. And so we, Mello and I were talking about this via Twitter. Um, and people we were like, how do we reverse a curse? And people were giving us ideas for how to reverse a curse. So you have to sacrifice a goat in Mobile. Can yeah. we do it in Memphis? I have a goat guy in Memphis. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely could do it. Yeah. I'm I feel bad. Okay. Peta, leave me alone. Just, I goat. Do you mean Adam Vinatieri? <laughs> right. Tom Brady. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. You guys. That's the only way to do it. I know. I, I feel bad. Some sage, maybe. Like Kyrie. Or I think we need to do like a full-on seance in our Airbnb and mobile, yeah. and just like pray it away. Yeah, I, I think we should do that. Um, the other thing is I am scared now because I tweeted a while ago that I my kids can be my future children can be whatever they want except for a kicker. And now I'm like really afraid that my kids are going to want to be kickers because I like put that out there in the universe. And I, like I said, it wasn't anything against kickers. It's just I would have to delete the Twitter app because I would never <laughs> be able to stand my kid missing because I would just like yell right. at him on the Internet. Um, but now Your I'm afraid that we're end up at Alabama. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Nick Saban just lashing out at his kid. Because <laughs> yeah. he will still be coaching in 20 years. Definitely. Or exactly. Um, but yeah, the, whoa, that, never mind. Um, the math on that is a little scary. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, now I'm a little concerned. I feel bad for kickers. I feel bad for their moms and thinking of you. So if your, your son moms. is a kicker, I'm thinking of you. Just want to give you Paige a is going to start out. a kicking mom support group. <laughs> like oh let's get gosh. mama tucker in there mama bucker all the like uh what's the aguayo guy from tampa get his mom in there like yeah support yeah. group for moms I, moms of kickers exactly i don't know where it came from it was like kickers or people too but like kickers moms are people too so yeah i think it was rich eisen the punters are people too okay so, there it is yeah kickers have moms that's your thing <laughs> kickers have moms yep. yeah just think about that next time you're gonna say yeah, some stuff on twitter son out there right Kickers have moms. I feel like this is a good marketing opportunity. I'm not going to lie. Uh, can we talk about what people are calling the dumbest rule in sports? And I'm like a, I'm weird about rules. I really don't care. If somebody tells me that's the rule, I'm just like, okay, that's the rule. Let's go with it. People are very upset about this fumble um, because it happened at like the one centimeter line. You fumble, ball goes out of the end zone. It becomes a touchback. Other team gets the ball. This happened in the Browns Chiefs game. Dan Sorensen hits Rashard Higgins uh, illegally. Illegally. I mean, he he definitely he de- it was targeting, but you can't review that in the NFL. That's another argument for another day. Yeah. We, don't Tar- rules, guys. we don't want to talk about targeting Twitter yet. Wait. But so a lot of folks think that this is the dumbest rule in sports is that if you fumble and the ball rolls through the end zone and out of bounds, it's the other team's ball. It's, they get the ball to 20th to touchback. I don't completely understand the justification of the rule, but I do know that it is one. So what I would say, like as a coach or a player, don't reach at the goal line. It doesn't work. And I know that Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, a lot of coaches will actually just scream and lose their shit if their players reach at the goal line because of this. So it's like, don't do it because the what it's the old the old football coach saying, like when you throw the ball, three things could happen. Two of them are bad. When you reach for the pylon, three things could happen. Two of them are bad. So stop doing it. Yeah, I get that. My thing is like consistency with the rule. Because if you got, if you're at the 20 
you're carrying the ball and you fumble it forward. They blow the whistle and you know, it goes out of bounds. They blow the whistle and they bring it back to the spot. And they're like, you can't advance that fumble. That's illegal. That's not how it works. So why isn't it the same at the goal line? Like the rules should just marry up to each other. And so if you're going to fumble the ball out of bounds at the 20, say, okay, other team's ball. I just want it to be consistent because you shouldn't change the rule based on where it happens at the field. That's my whole thing about this. Yeah. And I, but I've never also seen Twitter be so unified on a situation like this. Like everyone, one, everyone agreed that it was targeting. That was weird too. Cause nobody ever agrees on whether it's targeting or not. Yeah. And the Chiefs fans, yeah, it was like, Oh, that was bad. And then just the fact that it's the dumbest rule in sports and like everybody was tweeting about it. And I, I was just shocked because I didn't, I didn't expect this all to be kumbaya about that. That rarely happens. So congrats to all of us today. Yeah, right. We did it, Twitter. We did it. We did it. Uh, Finally, a little bit of a surprise, gang, as well, Mm -hmm. that not only did Twitter completely agree on something, but a star college football player is returning to uh, college for the 2021 season. That is Justin Ross from Clemson, who missed this past year with a neck injury. Um, I I think he was probably in the round one conversation before that injury. He's announced he's going back which is great news for Dabo Swinney and the Clemson Tigers. Not that they have a shortage of stud recruits at that position. Getting Justin Ross back, a senior veteran receiver for a first, well, kind of first-time starter quarterback. We got to see a little bit. Uh, Man, this offense just keeps plugging dudes in. And if healthy, Justin Ross will be in the first-round conversation again. I mean, an electric receiver when he was at Clemson. And I like this move for him. Not that it's my business to even speak on what he does, but uh, that injury, that's bad. Neck yeah. injury, you don't want to mess with that. So now he gets to go back to Clemson. Guy's probably going to graduate with a degree and then in one year still be able to test out those NFL waters. I think if he, he came out right now, he's looking at like a third round pick. Like, well, maybe, right? And not to jump in, uh, something I've been saying on this show for a while is we're not going to have a combine. And I know Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated basically uh, extended that report over the weekend. So this year, you, you're going to get medicals, which would be big for Justin Ross, but we're not going to get testing. So for a guy who didn't play all year, who has kind of a scary medical situation right now, you would love to be able to test and wow people and show off a little bit. He doesn't get that opportunity. So now he gets to go play for a year, right? So you put more tape out there, show you're healthy. You'll get a senior bowl. You'll get a combine. You'll get a full draft process. So I think this is one of the smarter decisions that we've seen happen this whole draft process. And I'm selfish. I love to see guys go back to school because I love watching college football. That's my numero uno if I have to power rank my sports. and. Uh, happy for the kid. Hopefully he comes out healthy and everything's fine. Yeah. I think normally I'm on the side of like kids going to get paid and not getting hurt, especially in like situations where like they were hurt before and they were a star player. Cause sometimes going back and you don't have the same type of deal in your draft stock could fall. But I think for him specifically, I think this is just about getting back on the football field. Like this not only was it a neck injury, but it, there's concerns about like his spine and everything like that. And like when you play yeah. football, like that's a big deal. And I think this type of injury specifically would have been, it wasn't like a torn ACL or whatever, you know, guys are going to recover from those things. Like this is a question of whether or not like, like mentally that has to take a toll on you a little bit more than other injuries. Um, so I'm really excited for him to be back. I loved watching him play um, at Clemson years past. Um, I think it'll be a great opportunity. Like you guys said for him draft wise. Him and that quarterback DJ. Um, Uwe Ungalele. Uwe Nice. I knew you say it. Know. Say it so many. Burn it into my brain because I'm going to mess it up a lot. And I hate when I do that because I feel so disrespectful to the player. I got to burn it in there. So the player but, and the culture. I'm like, I'm such a stupid white guy. I know. <laughs> other people's names. 
I don't know if you guys follow his dad on Twitter, but his dad usually posts videos of like him teaching people how to say the his their last name. So is definitely follow. A massive man. As yes, well. his name's like Big Dave. Actually, I think he <laughs> he might have been the guy that Kramer did a story on who he used to be like a bodyguard for like really that's famous people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he is for his son. So <laughs> yeah, right. That's cool. Uh, before we move on and talk about the Senior Bowl preview, let's talk about the fact that we are doing some Senior Bowl meetups. You know the spiel by now if you listen twice a week. We've been doing this for a long time, guys. Let's all be safe. We're so close, hopefully, to being done with this son of a gun, the coronavirus. So let's be safe. Be smart. If you're not feeling well, please do not come. Uh, we're, we, we will kindly ask you to leave if you start coughing or sniffing or something. So don't do that to us. I won't ask you kindly. Paige will yell at you. Yeah. And then yeah. It's not going to be kindly. You'll be right. kicked out. Not going to be. So we uh, will have some Boulevard beer and swag to give away. Like I said, I'm going to have a Manscaped kit to give away. I've got some hats the University of Texas sent us. Uh, all kinds of stuff. We're just going to be giving away stuff left and right. So 7.30 on Tuesday and Wednesday of Senior Bowl week. Uh, so that's the 26th and 27th of January at Draft Picks Tap Room. It's where we've been for the last three years now doing our meetups when we're at the Senior Bowl. We will not be recording our podcast live. Something that we've realized uh, over the past several years is that that takes so much energy and time, and we don't get to then hang out with you guys and talk. So this year, we're going to record the podcast separately uh, and then go hang out with you guys. So 7.30 on Tuesday, Wednesday evening at Draft Picks Tap Room on Dolphin Street. You don't have to, no reservations needed, just Wear your mask and come on in and we'll have a good time. Got That's it. it. Perfect. Anything else? Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Thanks. Awesome. Bring Let's mask. move on. Bring a mask. mask. Right. We'll have someone. To, you know what? I'll bring some. If you don't have one, let me know. We'll make sure you get I'll one. have hand sanitizer. Don't worry. There we go. Yep. And we'll be playing that Luke Combs song six feet apart the whole damn time. Now, let's now, now, now starts with an N. Now let's talk about the senior bowl. We're going to break down the offense today and defense on the Friday morning episode. Oh yeah. This comes out twice a week. Make sure you're getting both by subscribing and we're not necessarily picking the best prospect at each position, but just a player that we're really excited to see. And we'll give you kind of a quickie preview. Otherwise this would be a four hour podcast and I'm sorry, we're not paid enough for that. So, <laughs> My quarterback that I'm most excited to see, and I know everybody's going to call me a homer, I'm fine with that. It is Sam Ellinger. Not only do I really like Sam, the person and the leader, but I've talked to so many people. When I was on radio with Jim Nagy, he was asking me about Ellinger, and he was like, Matt, I think this could be Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott. Well, that gets me excited. Then I talked to Bobby Stroop, who's training Sam Ellinger, and he's like, Matt, wait till you see his new throwing motion. We've changed everything. And I'm like, guys... Why are you doing this to me? So you know what? I'm excited to see what has been remedied outside of that Tom Herman scheme a little bit. Yeah, right. And so I'm excited for it. Uh, and just to see Sam, uh, even if this might be the last time we see him play football. So I'm going to enjoy that. Oh, so now I'm going to cry in Mobile too. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about him too. And we haven't been the biggest supporters of his draft status, which is probably kind of weird. Uh, to hear from two Texas guys. And the quarterback that I'm interested in is actually an A&M guy. Okay. Uh, I do want to see Kellen Mond. I, I don't think that he's like a, he's definitely not a tier one quarterback. I don't know if he's a second round quarterback, but I do think- You mean second tier, right? Not second round. I think he, after the senior bowl, he Holy can work his way shit, never mind. Round. Okay, sorry for interrupting you then. <laughs> I, I thought I, you I misspoke. Really, <laughs> I think there are some teams that are going to look at him at the back end of the second round. You look at how many teams need a quarterback in the NFL, I would not be surprised to see him walk away after a good senior bowl as a second round quarterback. 
I wanted for him so bad to be consistent in college. And I've already been dubbed a Texas A&M hater by the internet. Um, but and I'm not even a Texas fan. It's just weird. Whatever. Um, by the internet, by myself. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I just, I, I wanted him so bad to be consistent and I, I am looking forward to seeing him as well. Um, I, I went with Kyle Trask because I'm interested to see, I know, cause Matt's been super high on him and I've been kind of questionable on him. I thought you and switch on that. On that? That's a on good call. I thought Matt would have Kyle Trask and you would have Sam Ellinger. See that. <laughs> Look at that. We're just the same person. So we like make sure it just yeah, evens out. Um, no, I'm excited to see um, him play and also just like interested to see if that LSU turnover situation was just yeah. a fluke. I mean, obviously he, he played good against Alabama, but he did struggle a little bit. Um, and, and that was sort of concerning because we didn't see that all year. And then the last couple of games, it sort of became an issue. So kind of excited to see him there. Yeah, I'm very excited for, I mean, for both those guys, like Mello said, the athleticism and raw potential of Kellen Mond, the accuracy of Kyle Trask. I think a lot of people are, are questioning him because of the scheme, you know, you're having Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, who's also going to be there uh, and Dan Mullen as a coach. I think a lot of people are questionable. So we'll get these guys out of their comfort zone a little bit and watch them throw throughout the week. Now, running back position. I'm going to go with a player. A lot of people were really upset when I ranked him highly before the season, but I believe that Michigan running back Chris Evans has a lot more potential than he's been uh, allowed to show at Michigan. And we've seen that before with these Under players, Jim Harbaugh? No right? Way. Shocking. Right. And they rotated their backs. Like they rotated four different backs this year. So, Chris Evans being a little bit of a power guy, hard to get in a rhythm. This is a loaded group of running backs. I want to preface that. So uh, not saying he's to be a breakout player, but I'm excited to see Evans run because I know there were scouts that last year, uh, but he didn't play last year because of academics, but coming out of the year before that, people were talking about like, this might be the second or third best running back in this senior class, including Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Chuba Hubbard, guys like that. So Evans has potential. Hopefully this is a week where he can show that. I'm excited about it too. And just because the Michigan thing and him not really being able to get the ball much these last two years, but I'm going to go with a small school kid uh, headed to the fun belt where I'm taking Elijah Mitchell out of Louisiana. Uh, I, I just want to see how he fares against these other backs. These guys coming from the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC. What's he look like compared to the rest of them? I loved watching him run in college, but it's a little bit different at the NFL. I think this is his chance to prove that he does belong in the talk with those guys from Michigan or Alabama and those big schools. Yeah. I went uh, Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State for this one mm -hmm. just because he did opt out, um, which I think was such a smart choice thinking yes. back on it because of who their new coach is. And it would have just been a different season for him um, than it was before. And he was their leading rusher the year before. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Haven't seen him play football in a while. Yeah. And with Kylan, he, he accomplished so much off the field this past yes. year, you know, being a vocal part of the black lives matter movement, being a vocal part of getting the flag changed in the state of Mississippi. Uh, so I'm interested in just spending some time with him as a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. And being like, dude, I don't know what you'll do in the NFL. You might become the NFL's all-time leading rusher. What you did this offseason might be the most influential thing you've ever done. So players like that where, and Paige just hashtag the feels with everybody, but I'm very excited for Kylan Hill as well. I liked him coming out of that mm -hmm. junior season. It, so. I think with him, he proved that he could catch the ball. That's in that true. Crazy Pirates offense. And there's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm bouncing. I don't blame um, you for that. I don't either. All right. At wide receiver, uh, you're going to hear this a lot. It's a loaded group. Jim Nagy and his crew this year have a, it's the best roster top to bottom I've ever seen at the senior bowl. This will be my 12th one. So I'm old. I've been there a lot. 
This is the deepest roster from top to bottom. At wide receiver, I'm going with a sleeper. This happens every year. There's a guy that we're like, ah, oh, he might be like a fourth, fifth rounder. They get to Mobile, they blow up. Last year, it was the guy by the name of Van Jefferson, who was really, really good. And it was his hands. It was his route running. I'm excited to see Clemson's Cornell Powell. We saw him uh, tear it up toward the end of the year throughout the college football playoff. What I love about Powell, I don't think he's the most polished, gifted wide receiver ever, but he's great on special teams. He's a great run blocker. And that is the type of player. Not every receiver can be a wide receiver one. You got to build out that depth chart. You got to build out that roster. So I'm a special teams player. You guys know I love college receivers who play special teams. So I'm excited to see Cornell Powell and see what he can do because I do feel like he's one of those guys that's been under the radar. And then, oh, wait, like he showed up the last couple of times I watched Clemson play. Let's see what he can do for a week with a little bit more attention on him outside of, you know, in it in an offense that just he didn't get the ball very often. And so we'll see if that was on him or if it was just a loaded cast of characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with the Michigan receiver, Nico Collins. It's a guy a lot of you have even been asking us about. Uh, he opted out this year. He didn't play. But this is a guy who had 600 yards as a sophomore, mm-hmm. 700 yards as a junior. And he did that with Shay Patterson throwing him the football. <laughs> I think there's right? some real <laughs> untapped potential here that we have not seen because if you can get 700 yards in the Big Ten with that guy throwing you the football, you might be wide receiver one. We just don't know it yet. And I love watching those big body receivers down in Mobile when they have to stock block and somebody's going to make them do it. Uh, it's a show. And honest to God's truth, I think that's where a lot of people started to notice Chase Claypool last year. It's like, man, he's just a different breed at receiver. Yeah. Could see something similar to that with Nico Collins. Yeah. I went Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State just because I, one, he played an offense where they had a huge weapon in Chuba, but I also just am fascinated by Big 12 guys. Like Big 12 receivers are like, I just, they're like my kryptonite in terms of I like am so high on them way too early. And yeah, yeah and that's just my thing. So yeah, I picked him. Can relate. <laughs> can absolutely relate to that shit yeah sorry i didn't mean to throw you under the bus there but yeah no i know no, no. unknowingly you did it's okay i'll own it yeah that was an accident normally i plan when i'm going to make fun of matt in the yeah. show but I, yeah. I didn't see that opportunity and i just took it i tylen is kind of like i was saying before with guys where he just doesn't look very athletic but he's been super productive so i want to see how smooth he is how agile he is in route running he's not going to be a straight line fast guy but the senior bowl is so good at exposing those things, you know, like your one-on-one ability. We're going to see it really, really early in the week. So that'll be fun. And I've said Nico Collins is a player that I would love for your Chiefs to target because they need a cool. wide receiver with size who still has some speed. So I, I like him. All right, at tight end, I'm going with a dookie, Noah Gray. I was super excited when I saw that he uh, accepted the invite. He is not your classic, like, you know, inline tight end. The kid from FAU last year, whose name always escapes oh. me. He was one of the hunters. Yes. I loved him. One of the hunters. Hunter Bryant. Yes. Now that was Washington. Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant. There it is. Not one of the hunters. One of the Bryants. One of the But you got us there. Okay. Noah Gray reminds me of him. And I should have just put that in my rundown instead of making us all guess for 30 seconds. Right? (laughs) I know. And when people do that on shows I listen to, I'm screaming at my radio. Like, you moron. It's Harrison Bryant. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. He just played the Chiefs. You're dumb. (laughs) Right? So that's who Noah Gray reminds me of. I don't know that he'll be drafted that highly, but he's a similar mold to somebody that I think is an H back. He's going to be more of a move tight end. And we're seeing a lot of teams start to use fullbacks again. I think Noah Gray has the ability to do a little bit of both. So like Harrison Bryant last year, but a very good senior bowl week. I'm excited to see Noah Gray. 
Can't wait yeah. to listen back to that tomorrow. That's really fun. <laughs> That's be a good one. Uh, I'm going with just a big ass kicker out of Boston College. Hunter Long, uh, he is not an H-back. He's your typical inline guy. Not a lot of speed, but that dude knows how to sit in a zone. And I just, I want to see him play. I want to see how fast he can move. He looked pretty slow on tape, uh, but his hands were good. His blocking's good. And, and I want to see what he does against some of the big boys outside of the ACC. I don't know, Mello, if you are aware of this. He is my like number three rated tight end in this no draft shit. class. I really yeah. like him. <laughs> so didn't know that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. And that's like after, uh, obviously, Kyle Pitts and Freerbooth. Uh, I think he might be next. Brevin Jordan of Miami's good too, but mm-hmm. I, I really, really like Hunter Long. You're high on Kyle Pitts? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't real quick. I so my seven year old obviously has been raised to be a Texas fan. And Mello knows this. Uh I have a big board in the office that has magnetic player names and it has the player name and then the logo, the mascot. Mm-hmm. He has gone through and put all the Florida players at the top of their position group because he we were just watching college football one day and he was like, Wait, their mascot's an alligator? I was like, sure is. And he's like, <laughs> That's my new team. I'm like, okay. So if you come in our office, I wonder why Kadarius Tony is the top receiver. That's why. <laughs> if it like shows up, like get a glimpse right. of it. Holy shit. He's high on right. Kyle Pitts. Right? so cute. So Emmett is a Gators fan. So we, I actually am high on, on some Gators. Okay. Sorry. This is going to take us off a little bit of a curve here. But um, we need a segment that's just Emmett-isms because also <laughs> the Buccaneers thing. Right. Right. Oh my God. That kid has the worst mouth out of a seven-year-old ever, he which thought, I'm sure people who listen to this are surprised. Tell the Buccaneers story. Cause that was hilarious. So we were watching playoff football. He watches so much football, the poor kid. And uh, we were actually at a restaurant watching it and he's a little bit confused. And he looks at my girlfriend and he's like, who's playing? And she's like Tampa Bay. And he's like, they're the button ears. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, the Tampa Bay butt and ears. I was like, no, the Buccaneers. So then we're all like dying laughing in this booth at a Mexican restaurant. Like, oh, my God, like they should change their name. They have to. Uh, they have to know. I can't. I can't unhear it. Literally, I was thinking about it today. I was like, oh, my God, the Buccaneers are. By playing. the way, he has a southern accent. And he's li- missing his three front teeth right now. So talk and a mullet short anyway, and a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway. loves cowboy boots. Anyway, we should have those. Sorry to get off topic. Uh, yeah. Back to tight ends. I picked uh, Kenny Yaboa um, just because of, and this is where like my college football uh, fandom comes in a little bit. Um, one, I just loved watching him be ready whenever his number was called in Lane Kivitz offense. But um, one of the, I think it was after Florida, there was a game where he like whiffed like hard on a block, really hard. And Lane drove, uh, called a play for him the next, the next play. And he just sh- like, he shook it off and was like there. I mean, it was like a whiff, like really bad. So I appreciate guys who can like get up and do those things. Cause, and that stuck out to me, um, during the season for me to remember that little bit that he just kind of like was able to shake that off and move on to the next thing, especially when like at tight end, like you're not the number one guy always. So to be ready for that and to shake that off. Um, I'm looking forward to to getting to know him and, and seeing him in the senior bowl. Yeah. And in that offense, uh, you don't get a lot of looks at Ole Miss yeah. playing tight end. It's everybody. So, yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. I like your hand motion. Yeah, there. everybody. Uh, on the offensive line, I'm just going to give you both of mine right here. Uh, James Hudson at Cincinnati. He is the best offensive tackle in this class no one is talking about. I, I watched him this morning, actually. Came in, did a little film work while things were quiet. And I thought, this guy looks like a second rounder. So I text a couple people, scouts, 
It's like, this guy kind of looks like a second rounder. Am I on drugs? Do I just need to go get a coffee this morning? And I heard back. And one scout was actually like, please tell me you haven't tweeted this already. We were really like, he's like kind of under the radar. And I mean, you guys know, like once a player gets tweeted out, these teams are eventually going to find the guy. I'm not saying that I, that you can't hide anyone, especially a senior bowl player. But the buzz on James Hudson was very, very quiet right now. It is going to amp up leading into next week, guaranteed. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves the senior bowl as a late first round pick, especially when there's like this tackle class is very, very good. There's not a lot of separation for especially the third or fourth tackle. So James Hudson is somebody to watch. And then my interior offensive lineman, Trey Smith, who was a four or five star recruit back to Tennessee in the day, started at left tackle, had blood clots, had to miss a year, goes back, plays left guard. He's just a massive road grader of a man. Uh, so I'm very excited to see. I've never seen him in person, actually. So I'm very excited to see Trey Smith play in person. Yeah. In O-line, D-line, those one-on-one matchups are something to watch. It's my favorite part of the senior bowl. And then seeing the receivers and corners match up one-on-one. Trey Smith is going to be one that you just you have to get to and you have to watch. Along with the guys that I have, I have Dylan Radins, who at times this year was like the number two tackle on a lot yeah. of boards. And I don't mean like the weird Twitter deep in it boards. I mean high up guys that are actually official. And so I want to see what he does. I, I think that he's the other North Dakota State guy who hasn't been getting a lot of attention, but maybe with the Senior Bowl, uh, he can, and also a guy who has been getting a lot of attention, Deontay Brown at Alabama. Like yeah. he's an ass kicker, and then like he became a meme. But he's also really good at football. He doesn't just look like he's. This good is at not football. Sean Oakman, <laughs> right? He is <laughs> a legitimate Ugh. good interior offensive lineman. So I want to see those two guys handling their business down in Mobile. Real quick, <laughs> we just so had like a whole technical thing happen, and I, and I want to give Mello so much credit, <laughs> credit. for giving a straight face and talking through that while. Paige and I are just like, <laughs> I was buzzing laughing because Matt watch big. on YouTube and you'll get it. Mellow. Very good job. Um, that was great. Um, I forgot my question now. I had a question. Oh, sorry. Um, I saw that Landon Dickerson is on the accepted invites. Is that just like, he'll probably be like a team captain, like an honor. Okay. Or you know what? It's Landon Dickerson. They might Maybe he'll take a snap. He will. That's right. <laughs> right. He'll do it in every stage of the draft right. process. He's going to do whatever he can. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I love, I love him. He's kid. So, me too. He it just would be like a such... good idea, though, for him to get down there and interview if he can. Like, yeah. We, we I'm sure that's what he's doing. Combine it, it might be different. Go ahead and get an early jump and let people know that your knee is doing great and your recovery is on track. I love him, too. He's one of my favorite football players. Yeah, if there's a guy that we would want that is very on brand for this show, that would be who I would choose. We need to pick players that were on brand for this podcast. Saban and didn't die. (laughs) You guys, that is the funniest thing I have ever seen of just like him scooping him up and like Saban like taps him like, all right. Um, But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that, please look that up. Um, my final two. So I picked a Pac-12 guy, and I'm going to butcher his name because we Cal only played four games this year, so. Um, I think it's Jake Curran. Um, he Cal had a really solid offensive line coming into this year. And so I'm curious to see how he plays because we literally haven't seen him play football. And I also just like this is such a huge opportunity for Pac-12 guys because like they didn't have a normal season. Like a lot of them had game canceled games canceled. Cal like took the biggest hit pretty much out of everybody um in terms of getting um play. Uh the other guy I picked was Creed Humphrey. Um, just because at the beginning of the season, 
Um, Oklahoma's offensive struggles were a lot put on Spencer Rattler, but I think his offensive line struggled significantly. Don't think that was all Creed, but I do think that was part of the problem. Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, but but uh, I'm excited to see him play uh, just because like I saw progressively it get better throughout the season. And obviously that showed on the, on the field and in the W column. I think Creed is really well suited for all these teams that are running the Shanahan scheme, you know, like you want, you know, you just all zone. Like, can this guy pull? Can this guy trap? I think he's really well suited for that. So those are our offensive players, defensive players coming Friday morning. Spoiler alert. I think the defensive players are better than the offensive players in this class. So this edge group is stupid good. And all the I love this little spoiler alert. All of the Ohio State linebackers who can play in this game are playing in this game. Baron Browning, Tough Borland, and Justin Hilliard all going to be there. And if they get put on the same team, that's going to be scary for they are whomever the other team, right? They definitely who's the, they had another linebacker. Why is his name uh, Warner? Pete yeah. Warner. He's not eligible. So yeah, we'll definitely talk defense on Friday morning. Let's go to a little hashtag paging to guys. I love this question. Okay, I guess I'm asking tonight. I'm asking the first one. Skylar Waterman wants to know. What players can improve their stock the most at the Senior Bowl this year? I will cheat and say Kyle Trask. And I really do believe that. We've seen it before. We've seen Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr. You name it. Guys with good arms uh, improve their stock here. They really do. And I know a lot of folks on Twitter say Kyle Trask. Like, oh, his arm's not that good. I've not seen that. I've not seen the throws that make me think he doesn't have a good enough arm to excel. They're going to get tested in Mobile. I know Paige hasn't been there before. It's probably going to be windy. It's probably going to be rainy. So he's going to be tested in the elements a little bit. I think Kyle Trask has a big chance to improve his stock. Yeah, I so, think all the quarterbacks do. Yeah. I think I, this is their chance to really set themselves apart. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm going to, sorry, Melo, to interrupt you, but I was going to say, um, I was going to pick Sam Ellinger for this one. <laughs> so um, I'll say how about this. I'll of change my answer. Of course I was. Um, I'm going to change my answer and and go with any player that played in the Pac-12 this year has a chance to increase their draft stock because of just one, no one watches in general, and two, there were less games for them to even potentially watch. Yeah. So I did like a way too early 2021 preview. And in it, I said that USC didn't get the attention that they deserve this year. And I don't think they do because like you, you've been saying, the Pac-12, like no one was actually watching it this year. No. Yeah. It, like even at points, USC was undefeated. Like Oregon was playing pretty well and no one was talking about it. So I'm glad to hear somebody else actually say like, hey, remember there was a Pac-12 season? I know it was short, but there's some really yeah. good players coming out of there that we've really forgotten about. Yeah. There Oregon are. and Washington, uh, both are sending some dudes. Mm-hmm. to the NFL and USC as well. Yeah. All right. Mello, uh, any answers for you? I just think the quarterback position oh, is a great one. I don't know. There's so much going on though that defensive linemen usually I think can really do a good job of raising their stock, but the offensive line class that's going to the senior bowl is very good. So good. Like we're even looking at the interior linemen that we selected, Trey Smith, Deontay Brown, Creed Humphrey, in a given year, that either any of them should be the top guy, but we're getting all three of them mm-hmm. this year. And that's just guys that play center and guard. Right. It's not even counting the tackle. It's not counting. Also, I tweeted Jim Nagy and was like, can we get Deontay Brown and Ben Cleveland to wrestle one day of practice? Because get me excited. Right. Like, I didn't want to say sumo wrestle, but that's what it needs to be. You know, like, I didn't want to, wasn't trying to like bat shame people, but there's offensive linemen. They're big guys. I want to mm-hmm. see it happen. 
Jonathan Guata. Sorry, buddy. Next time, tell us how to pronounce your name. I'm terrible at it. With no combine and the Dolphins in need of a day two slash three quarterback, do you think they'll look extra hard at Ellinger while they're coaching him at the senior bowl? Would he be a good fit? Jonathan has given up on Tua. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, hold on. No, and also I this he brought up the Dolphins, and I know Matt's gonna take this opportunity to keep saying that the Dolphins have the best package that they could they get do. for Deshaun Watson because he's been saying it over and over again. He really like wants it to happen. Okay, like a Maybe month. This is why 49er it. fans don't like him. Let's just <laughs> I'm, because I'm realistic. Sorry, it's not even trying? direct. It's not Broke even direct. Garoppolo in the 12th pick for Deshaun Watson. Come on, this ain't Madden. Let's go. He's, the I, Dolphins have Tua. They shouldn't give up on Tua. Tua is not a shot. I to do this this weekend. I got bored and I was like, oh, I'm going to fire up the old Madden machine. I was on there for like 15 minutes. And because I selected to be the Dolphins with my franchise and I tried to trade the third pick and the like whatever to 23rd and Tua for Watson and Madden wouldn't let me do it. It's like, fuck yep. this thing, man. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. so I tried over. to play. All it the teams. work. Um, so Jonathan, I do think the Dolphins need to look at a quarterback on day three. I mean, yes, uh, they have a lot of picks. When you have that many picks, it's just smart. You should honestly take a quarterback on day three every like two to three years. Realistically, it's just smart development, smart team building. I do think Ellinger um, is deserving of being drafted on day three. As far as a fit, I don't know because the Dolphins don't have an offensive coordinator right now, and that's the hard thing. Unless they, if they hired one over the weekend, I apologize. I've NFL playoffs had me very busy. Um, so I think a lot of it just figure out what they want to do offensively. Um, if you're trying to do like the Sean Payton thing with Taysom Hill, I think Sam Ellinger is the fit for that. Absolutely. If you're trying to do a little bit of a, you know, just throwing people off with your personnel groupings and, oh, there's two and Sam Ellinger out there. What are they going to do? They're both in the shotgun. Who's getting the ball? There's a, there's a lot you could do with that. It could be creative. It could be fun, but we don't really know what that scheme's going to look like. So it's, it's, I think it's too early to say if he's a fit. And if I'm the Dolphins and I have Tua as my quarterback still, which I don't think is going to be the case, I wouldn't draft a quarterback. I, I'd be throwing some money at a good backup veteran guy that can come in there just in case Tua gets hurt, but also to bring him along in the quarterback room. I don't want a second-year guy and a rookie in the same quarterback room. I, I want somebody that can really help him out. I, I think there's a lot that Tua still needs to learn. The only way that I'm taking a quarterback in this draft if I'm the Dolphins is if I have Deshaun Watson, then maybe I would explore with a guy like Sam Ellinger because I do love him in that kind of gadgety role. I think he could really be a weapon there. But if I if I have Tua, I, I wouldn't draft a quarterback. Yeah, I think there's other ways for them to get depth at quarterback than using a draft pick, to be honest. I know third pick isn't a big deal, but like still, I, I think there's other ways sort of around it. I don't think that's the best option. Miami has they have seven picks, but they have uh, five in the first three rounds. Um, and this is without compensatory picks. They have one in the fourth, one in the sixth, uh, and that's it. So they're very, very light on day three. So knowing that now, I would say don't draft a quarterback on day three. Like you have to go the veteran oh, route sure. if you keep Tua because you just don't have you don't have enough picks. Someone's cheating on their homework. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some, somebody, I uh, our guy, Big Country, asked me this all the time. He's like, how do you get to information so quickly? I have like a photographic memory when it comes to URLs, apparently, because I just boom, 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 I can go. Well, so, I visit so many of them so frequently that they just pop, pop up. Same. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, I type Googled. in T and it goes to Twitter. If yeah. I type in TA, it goes to Tankathon and there's the draft order. He types in PO, it goes to popcorn. Doom. I don't know. Mike Zalewski. 
you guys are the names tonight, right? Uh, is there a wide receiver that you think could help Lamar Jackson in a similar way that Diggs helped Josh Allen take that next step this year? Mike, I absolutely think so. His name is Allen Robinson. The biggest thing will be, does Allen want to go to a situation where he does not have an accurate quarterback? And I do, I'm not trying to talk crap on Lamar. I really like Lamar Jackson. He's not accurate. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. So would Allen Robinson want to deal with that? Maybe. Lamar's super likable. People love him. People want to play with him. I think it makes a lot of sense. And he will be, assuming he leaves Chicago, the best free agent available. I mean, I think Kenny Galladay is an interesting name if he leaves Detroit. DJ Chark is interesting if he leaves Jacksonville. This Frazier wide receiver class is actually pretty good. So if you're trying to go the veteran route, those are the ones. I would stay far, far away from Odell. Um, and uh, that's not a, like a personal thing. I just don't think this locker room needs that. So of the veterans who could be available, those would be the, the three I would power rank it with. I, I think it's going to be tough, and I saw this on Twitter. I don't want to steal somebody else's work, but they had this theory that it's going to be tough for the Ravens because there are not a lot of receivers that are going to, going to want to be a part of that Ravens team because you're not catching 100 balls. Yeah. And they're going to run the ball so much that you, you might not, not catch 60. Have, right? Like You're not going to have those big seasons. So guys like Allen Robinson, are you going to want to sign on with Baltimore knowing that yeah, you're receiver one, but have fun catching like 80 balls tops. And I don't think that it's anything against those guys. Like you want to get your numbers. You want to be special. That's why I think that they're going to have to go in the draft. I think Kyle Pitts would be a phenomenal oh, landing. Gosh, but I just don't know how they can do it. And you know, what they do with tight ends, what they do, what they need at receiver is a big guy that can go up and catch those contested balls. And that's what Kyle Pitts does. But I, he's not going to be there and pick in the 20s. But, you know, even if the Ravens can find a way to move up, I don't know if they can move up that high. You might have to move inside of the top 10. Exactly. And I just don't think it'll happen. Maybe a guy like Rashad Bateman, another big body receiver, Mm -hmm. maybe a Sage Surratt if you want to target later. There's some big receivers, but I I don't know that any of them are going to come in and immediately fix what the Ravens need outside of Kyle Pitts. I had a Ravens fan DM me and it it wasn't like, hey, put this on the show, but it was a question. It was like, what does a Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson package look like? (laughs) I got that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it's interesting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Houston would do it. it. I I said it would have to be like Lamar in a first. I At least. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's way too much. No. I, mean, I love Deshaun Watson, but I I think, I mean. He's a lot better than Lamar Jackson. I think Yes. So. <laughs> but okay. I Here's the thing, though. I, Lamar is not like by any means like a bust or not good. Right. right. Like, he was MVP. MVP. Yeah. Yeah, like I, 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 but I think people have gotten so caught up in the narrative of like, oh, we can't throw him. He's not accurate, blah, blah, blah. Yes, some of those things are, are fact, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been successful. Right. You just have to tailor successful. everything cool. to him. And that's why, exactly. And, and if you're the Ravens, you should. And like, I agree with Mel. I do think they should do it in the draft because I do think bringing in a guy that has already let those sort of things seep into his head of like, okay, I'm not going to be the guy. And the, if you're being drafted, you don't have a choice, which Matt hates. Um, but I, I also agree with the fact that like they need a guy that's gonna like outweigh somebody and go and get the ball and rip it out of other people's hands because it's not gonna go directly into theirs. So <laughs> I agree with that, but I also think we need to be like I understand it's it, that this person specifically asked about taking Lamar to the next level, but Lamar is not bad by any means or a bust or not going to make it to the next level if he could be consistent in what he does really well. Can I ask a random question? Oh boy. Is your hoodie on backwards? No. Doesn't it look like that's a hood? Okay. A, it still does. It's a cowl. 
that literally blew my mind because <laughs> I hadn't saw that at all today. <laughs> I'm so glad Go you were listening to what that I was on saying. YouTube, right? I'm so glad you were listening to what I was saying. <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> Once I saw that, I was done. No, it's like Sorry. a cow neck. Go cats. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Did not see that. Now I know. Didn't even okay. know they made those. You Let's really thought on. I would wear something backwards on the show? <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. I just thought like so maybe you had like you some snacks in there. <laughs> not only not only were you not listening to me, but you also thought I was a complete moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Like, yeah, you got like your Skittles in there or something, you know, just Skittles. watching the game. It's like you don't know me at all. I don't need sour candy. I eat chocolate. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, don't <laughs> put that on before we get in a real fight. Okay. Jonathan Joyce asked of all the stadiums and slash teams that have never hosted a Super Bowl, what would be your top three choices and why? The reason I love Jonathan, he actually gave us a list, list of the teams that have not. Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills, Carolina Panthers, Chicago Bears, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, Denver Broncos, Packers, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, Eagles, Steelers, Seahawks, Titans, Washington football team. Okay, so I am, anytime I'm asked a question, I'm way too logical about them. Okay, so I immediately am eliminating any cold weather teams. Oh, so boo. sorry about you if you're <laughs> above the Mason-Dixon line, basically. Boo. It's just, it's not practical. Okay, so Carolina, number one for me. Beautiful stadium, beautiful city, great honor. He deserves it. Uh, Tennessee, number two. Could you imagine Nashville during Super Bowl week? This is, Sign me up. Come me on. Up. Sign me up. Two, come on. Uh, and then number three, it has to, it's not Oakland anymore. It has to be Las Vegas, which they are hosting one very soon. Um, Seattle, actually, I'll make Seattle my number three because Vegas is getting one. Even in Seattle, like it's it's gonna be oh, it's it's cold in Seattle. It's the weather's always the same there. Really doesn't matter when you go. Um, and that's also a beautiful stadium. So I'm sorry, like number one, Chicago doesn't deserve one because Soldier Field is the worst stadium I've ever been in it's in so my hard life. To get to as well. That Maybe too. that was just a bad experience that we had. It is a difficult stadium right. to get to. Green Bay is too small. Kansas City doesn't have the uh, infrastructure yeah, at all. Tried. Yeah, and there's nothing near the stadium. New England, like you can stay in Baltimore or in Boston, which is like 30, 40 minutes away. Did that in San Francisco. It's not so fun. The two that I had, I had the Panthers. I think they deserve one, and I do love their owner as well. Uh, and then Nashville would be absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, can you imagine? Yes. Doing, I, I would have to go to that Super Bowl. I don't care what teams are in there. And then for my third one, fuck it. Let's put that thing in Green Bay. I, mean, I don't oh care. My God. It's going to be Two real degrees. bad. But they have the heaters in the field. It, it's Lambeau. It's it's just, it's got to happen. People would be airbnb their houses for like $4,000 a night. So great for the economy too. Yeah, I wasn't practical at all when I thought of these things because I went, the first one's practical. I went Tennessee and then Nashville. I think that would be great. It'd be a lot of fun. Everybody needs that. The next two, um, I'm taking Buffalo because I'm sticking with a the theme here. Oh my so, God, that tiny stadium. I It doesn't matter. It'd be in Buffalo. Bill's Mafia would show up like and just have fun and jump on tables for the hell of it. And wings down so buffalo is the the place that i'm choosing and then the last one again making it really cold lambo it's iconic i think it would be cool i can't believe be they've so never cool. hosted one like obviously it's super cold there and not ideal but the fact that they've never hosted yeah. one uh, well, actually surprised me it's also like imagine like okay say you're never going to play for the packers like obviously career-wise mm -hmm. like you may not end up there like being able to say you won a super bowl in lambo would be so cool that yeah. would be cool okay. doing exactly. the lambo leap as an opposing team all yeah. of it yeah it'd be cool apparently tyler johnson made a catch 
and people are blowing me up. <laughs> Congratulations to Tyler Johnson. Can we talk about this for one Wide second? Wide receiver out of Minnesota. And here's the thing with Tyler Johnson. I didn't say he wasn't good. I said he was going to be drafted late in the draft. Where was Tyler Johnson drafted? Late in the draft. Okay, why is this still a thing? He went where I said he was going to go. one of those things where you kind of report something that you hear and people are like, ah, at NFL Draft Scout hates Tyler Johnson. <laughs> somebody told him that there's character. Concern. That's the worst. And if here's the thing. here's This is the bottom line on this. The last thing that should ever be said about it. Either I was right and he had character concerns, which is why he failed to pick 161 overall and was not invited to the Senior Bowl. So either I was right about that or he's not good. Why did he fall to the pick 161? If he's good and there are no character concerns, why wasn't he fucking drafted earlier? Matt, because so, you said that. You ruined it for him. So Ugh. I'm just the most powerful draft voice exactly. in the world. Hire me, somebody. <laughs> you know, like, so which is it? Either I was right or he's not good. That's what I need to know. Somebody please hit me up at two guys, a girl pod. Okay. Or at NFL Draft Scout. So I don't have to see this. <laughs> exactly. We're going to, because we all have the notifications for it. We're all gonna <laughs> am I wrong? And like, am I off base on that? No, I, I do think it's just because it's kind of the kill the messenger thing where somebody told you there were character concerns. You tweet it and then everybody's like, oh, you made that up. Okay. Why do you fall in the draft then? That's what yeah. I, mean. I also think that if people think the opposite of what you're saying, like they obviously have opinions on other players, they just don't get paid to share them. So I don't know. That's my thing. That too. Last question. Sorry, I got riled up. Tyler Reynolds. Speaking of Tyler's, the Browns are about to be in a similar situation as the Cowboys in regards to contracts at quarterback, cornerback, and running back. What would you do with Baker, Chubb, and Ward? Is it possible to sign all three? If not, who do you pay? Tyler, anytime we can learn from Jerry Jones, we should. The man makes plenty of mistakes. Here is where they messed up and where the Browns should fix things. You pay the quarterback first. Their price tag only goes up. That's all that happens. Baker and Kevin Stefanski are a beautiful, beautiful marriage. It's only going to get better. You pay the quarterback first while his price tag is as low as it can be. Denzel Ward would scare me because he's been hurt uh, quite often. I would never pay a running back a second contract, and I love Nick Chubb, but there's no way in hell I would do it. Franchise tag him and move on. Um, Sorry, like that's the brutal part of the business, but it's true. I'm in the same boat. I love Nick Chubb. I loved him at Georgia. But you have another good running back there. And is he a piece of shit? Yes. But can he catch the football and also run the ball? Yep. He can do both those things too. And he's on contract for a while. So with Nick Chubb, I I, I would do the same thing. I'd franchise tag him uh, twice if you still can. And then I'd probably let him walk. And it sucks. I want to see these running backs get paid. I love that position. I grew up in an era where that was the guy. Like quarterbacks were cool, but running backs were getting 30 carries a game. So I love Nick Chubb. I love the way he plays. I, I don't think he's going to be a Brown for long. I, I think he's got a couple more years left on that rookie deal, a couple franchise tags, and, and he just doesn't really have the body type of a running back that you pay. He's a bruiser. I haven't seen many of those get paid long. Yeah. I I feel like I should go first on these questions because I'm the one that's not logical when it comes to these things because I don't think about every aspect <laughs> of it. All. No, I'm just like who I loved watching play in college and who I want everyone to get paid. And I want like literally there's so much yeah, money. Sorry. I mean, you can't find money to pay him. Um, my only critique would be to pay Chubb because I just I want him to. I love Nick Chubb. Somebody will. I just don't think it's the Browns. You can't. It's just it doesn't. It's never worked. Yeah. Uh, not never. Somebody's be like Barry Sanders. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it hasn't worked in a long time. Even guys like Zeke got paid, fell off. 
McCaffrey got paid, got hurt. Kamara <gasps> got paid, like, we'll you know? See. Yeah, with him. But even with those guys, when you talk about yeah. Derrick Henry's actually been pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. It's you only been hold a year. everybody to that stage. Yeah, though. right. Those other running backs like McCaffrey and Kamara, like they catch the ball so much out of the backfield that like you can justify that because you're almost paying a slot receiver because they're catching 80, 90 balls a year when healthy. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is whoever drafts Najee Harris, our answer to the question in a few years is going to be pay Najee Harris all the money. Well, he can do everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That was my point. Right. Yep. RB1. Paige is getting a Najee mm-hmm. jersey as soon as I, he gets drafted. Oh, I cannot wait to root for whatever team gets him. Um, what I, if it's the Rams? I, I was, they have Cam Akers, so probably good. What if it's the Seahawks? Um, <laughs> that, that's really mean. You know that's, the meme of like everything's fine where the dog's uh-huh. in the room that's on fire? That was Paige right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I wouldn't get a, a Najee Seahawks jersey. Maybe I'll get like a shirt with his face on it that just said Najee, and it could be Seahawks colors. <laughs> But, right. oh, that would just be so painful for me because, oh, God, that would just – that would be awful. I really don't want that to happen. But also, I saw somebody rank Najee as RB3. I – you guys, I was cackling. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I lost it. Like, I'm not completely, like, 100% great at deciding if they're going to be great NFL players yet. But come on. Well, no one is. <laughs> right? Like, we've yeah. seen enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes like, people just say things to say things. Yeah. Yeah. Did you screenshot it? Are you looking for it? You gonna hold it up to the camera? Oh no, I already tweeted Don't it with it a, on the podcast. I, the podcast. I tweeted a, a video of Najee with it and he's like cracking up. He's like, come on, man. And he's laughing. So don't Good. worry. I got him. I got Good. him. Follow me at that sports right. page on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> but really, but really do. Um also don't forget when we get to five thousand subscribers across our platforms, page will jump through a Bill's table. Very excited. Look at the guns. It's going. It will be amazing when it happens. And don't forget, one week from right now, we will be uh, on our way to Mobile, Alabama. The crew together in a minivan. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. It's a minivan. It is a minivan. <laughs> yeah. One of those Toyota Sienna's, right? I don't know if it really is. Innovation is everything or whatever, so. right? No, it's going. It will be amazing. I'm so so excited. If you guys spill your snacks in the minivan, though, I'm kicking somebody's ass. So mind your bags. Okay, I don't need peanut M&M's spilled all over this minivan. I'll we do my know, best. Probably know it's going to happen. All right, that is our show. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll be back Friday morning. Don't forget, send in those just the tips, hashtag just the tip, and go ahead and leave that Apple podcast review. We love it when you do that. <laughs>